Happy New Year, isn't it good? Come on, are people looking forward and excited about wearing a new year? 2021 wasn't the year that everybody was expecting after 2020. We're like, okay, all that's behind us, and it just kept going into 2021, wasn't it? It was a little crazy, wasn't it? Totally crazy with all the, you name it, just pick an area of our society. It's like there is controversy everywhere. It's like, wow, praying the peace of God would come to the nations of the earth, amen? Come on, pretty crazy. Um, but I know with all the craziness happening in the world, we had a great year here at Life Center. Okay, just to, you know, how many people have experienced a very, fairly good year, yes? Because as a staff, we really did have a great year. It was probably, I mean, the 34 or five years we've been here, this might be the best year that we've ever had. I know that sounds crazy, but there was expansion and growth in everything that we touched, like from the children to the youth to the, you name it, guys, and it is amazing. So we stood back and, you know, at a Christmas party back in December, just kind of said, what are the things that haven't been done until 2021? I know it rhymes, right? I like that. So too bad, get over it. All right, so anyhow, we started looking at some of the things and I literally took a few weeks and just reviewed. I bet there was dozens and dozens of things. We experienced new growth, expansion, development, and Life Center where many businesses and many places are just trying to hold steady. You know, the kingdom of God is just, let's go, like blowing up everywhere. And I do hear about other churches kind of in the same vein, and that's let's just go after God and seek his presence, and it's happening the same way. And that exciting? It's good news, isn't it? So I'm here to say this is a good thing, all right? right? So just some of those things I'd love to share. Is that okay, just a few minutes? Just what happened in 2021, some of the new things or things that developed in First Wave Kids. You guys know Travis Liam Johnston, ha, great children's ministry. Wasn't it great on the first service here on Christmas Eve, if you were a part of that? That was definitely out of the box. I'm like, Travis, you guys are amazing. Like, I can't think that creatively. So, and I, you know, anyhow, it was awesome. But they hosted their annual kids camp this year, but they also did it online in four other states, Pennsylvania, Idaho, Florida, and Texas. Isn't that awesome? Like online to other places, communities. And now we have an online children's ministry that's happening in Boca Raton, Florida. Every Sunday they're online with Travis. Isn't that awesome? Cool and really good. And we also have a Life Center unofficial, official Boca Raton campus there in, in Boca Raton, Florida. Say, so yay God. It's good news, isn't it? I love this kind of stuff. Led by Derek and Anastasia Rose. If you're watching, we love you. Have the best time today watching me talk. <laughs> so our mini wave is our preschool ministry and their numbers uh, led by Marcy Evenson, their numbers actually were blasted out. All the numbers in the last that we've taken record on, they've had more visiting families than ever before, more attendance that broke all the records. So that's what we try to finish on time so they can, you can get your children because by 1230 or whatever it is, 1030, they're like, ah. all right, so it's amazing, but they're doing it. Um, Airborne, everybody knows Airborne, ah, the great, wonderful youth ministry here. They hosted their annual conference here, but it broke all the records, 450 students, with over 12 youth ministries represented. Can you say thank you, God? Never been done until 2021, all right? We have now a full outreach department led by Edgar Castanone. Yes, stand up, Edgar. Give it up for Edgar. And where's David Moore? He's somewhere in the building, somewhere around there. David, stand up so people know you. There, he's way in the back. Wait, everybody say, yeah, David. Mighty Garcia, they're all involved in this. It's a whole department feeding, doing stuff, and we just keep moving at a high speed. You got that, Edgar? Yeah, I got it, you know. And we're moving along, but it's so fun to see what God's doing among us. Um, our facilities team, our housekeeping team, guys, they do work tirelessly. They do more in one week than a lot of our departments do in a month, which is okay, but they do a lot. And uh, they did some remodeling while we were here in 2021. Um, you guys remember the prayer room? And they remodeled that whole thing in, I think it was January. We got that finished. They started a little bit, but got that whole kind of redone. It doesn't look like burning walls anymore. It might have scared the next gen away. They're like, I'm not going in the furnace. What are you doing there? You know, like, you burn up for God. <laughs> we believe in sacrificial giving, right? <laughs> Just kidding, right? It's the prayer room, people. 
beautiful. It's all right. You got to peek your head in. It's amazing, beautiful, wonderful. But they also remodeled the stage along with Ben's expertise in doing this whole stage remodeling. We wanted to do this when we did the balcony, and we just kind of delayed because we were too busy. We had to find a space where we could actually do it. So we did it, and they remodeled our kitchen. If you're not familiar, we have a we had a tiny little uh, kind of a, what do you call it, a caterer's kitchen for 20 years and really wanted to change it 21 years ago and we finally did it. So it's got some space to do some things. So we're going to start using it more often than not. So watch out for that. All right. They remodeled a, a place we had at the bottom, kind of the foundation of our children's uh, mini wave area, the, the last place we kind of finished in the building. There's a foundation down there in the bottom and it was just a cold storage. We converted it into a creative space for our creative team, which is really great. So we filmed things in there. A lot of the videos you'll see filmed in here, creative as a creative team of three of our staff members. Isn't that awesome? Thank you, God. And that's another new one. We have a whole creative team of Robbie Nelson, and Barnett, Megan Leach, and they're creating and leaning into creativity. And that's so good because we have a bunch of creative, crazy people here and we want to keep doing that kind of stuff. And again, so fun. So many great things. Um, uh, our, our building team also, if you probably enjoyed the Christmas lights, how many people know that? They're not professional decorators, but Kevin and the team, they hung over 40,000 Christmas lights. Thank you, God. <laughs> Never been done until 2021. We actually have an online, an online pastor now, Matt Leach. Yeah, wave your hand there. Yeah, so he's paying attention to the online community, which keeps growing and growing all over the world, which is really good. Our production team, our tech team, headed by, you guys know, the Mr. Famous Brent Ulrich in the booth right now, and Kurt Newmaker, give him a hand. Yeah, these guys, his team worked tirelessly. Um, they put together a broadcast studio and a post-production studio, so everything sounds good when you play it back, and everything sounds good when you're listening when you're out and about. It's really good. So upgraded the whole video infrastructure. We also upgraded our cameras. I don't know if you guys have watched it online recently. I love you coming in person too. But online, it's amazing. We upgraded a quality camera to a, what they call a red camera, and the quality is amazing. So we need, some of us need to start using makeup so we look pretty on the screens, right? <laughs> Not me, some of the older ones. <laughs> so, but he also upgraded the audio in our prayer room, the youth room, some other areas, and, and uh, also implemented a kind of a new translation system that we could use in different languages. Isn't that good? All this stuff's happening, and we're like, keep expand, uh, just expanding all the time. So it's really good. So thank you, God, all right? We hosted our first creative conference here, and I loved it because we had uh, worship leaders from three different decades generations, you could say. Remember Paul Balash? Remember he joined us here on Sunday, and then we had Martin, not Martin and the boys, just Martin Smith that was here with us. Remember him? Isn't he great? And then we had uh, Jason Upton, and it's just great to have all the different kind of generations represented, but something we've never done before, and I thought, how great, isn't it? Um, all the giving, guys, I got to tell you, I got to say thank you, Life Center. Give yourself a hand. Thank you. The giving has broken all the records. Our Lifeline's offering, which is for our missionaries, more than doubled, which is totally supernatural, uh, because I think three weeks previous to that, we received a, a large offering for Afghanistan, out-of-pocket, supernatural. And um, our first reach offering was absolutely amazing, and our regular giving is up more than it's ever been before of the, all the years that I've been here, which is so wonderful what God is doing. When times are people like holding steady, we're maintaining, the, the church is expanding. I'd love to see this. Isn't that great? Can we say yes, thank you, God, of all the great things? Really great, isn't it? That's so great. Also, you know, as we finish and look at, you know, 22, I love seeing what, what he's going to do new. I know that rhymes too. In 22, right? All these little things you get there. So we're going to look ahead and take a few moments and look ahead and some of the things are going to happen in the next quarter. And I've asked some of the staff to come up and share just a few minutes each because I'm not starting the first Sunday by myself. Anyhow, <laughs> like you do it all. We rest. No, just kidding, guys. Anyhow, um, but we have a greeting from Charles and Ann. So go ahead and run that video. They want to say hi about Happy New Year. Happy 2022. From Charles and Anne, I like to think about 
2022 as a continuation of 2021. So I just want to mention two things that have happened last year that are continuation this year. I was uh, back in the meeting room with Joseph Garlington. Now this isn't something that he spoke to everyone, but he spoke it privately. He said, there's a sound of the king in the camp and you can't be cursed. And it just went way deep inside me. He was making a reference to uh, Balaam, uh, Balak telling Balaam to curse the Israelites. And he couldn't do it because there was a sound of the king in the camp. And that's what Joseph with Bishop Garlington was saying, that he heard a sound of the king in the camp at, at Life Center and that we can't be cursed. So I just want to bless you knowing that there's a year of protection for us. We are protected. And then the other thing was something Sammy Rodriguez said. He spoke about um, possessing, um, the older people possess, the parents possess, and the children inherit. And I just want to encourage all of you who are parents, who are older people, to continue to fight, to continue to fight in prayer so that we can possess the land, so that we can give something good, a good inheritance to our children. So those are my two words continuing from last year to this year for 2022. Thank you. I just want to say Happy New Year, and I am looking forward to what God is continuing to do in 2022. He's already started it. Yes. He's pouring His Spirit out around the world, and we're going to see a, an increase of momentum this year. Don't get discouraged by what the devil's doing. What God is doing is so much better, and people don't even see it yet that bless you, that you'll carry the mystery of his presence in you all the time in Jesus' name. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So Amen. Good. So good, yeah. Come on. What a great word from Charles and Ann. Isn't it wonderful? Bishop Gardenton, just so many good. Stanley Rodriguez, these words of life to over our, our church. And uh, in a few weeks, I think we're going to have Bishop Gardenton is going to be here on a Sunday. I think is it two weeks from today. Is that right? Yeah, so that's exciting to know, isn't it great? Well, listen, I've asked some of these guys to come and share. Give it up for Ben Evenson, the amazing Airborne Youth Pastor. Share about a few things coming up. Uh, so um, Airborne's always busy, always stuff going on, but we've got a couple really fresh new things for this year. The first one is uh, going to be coming up in about three weeks, January 21st and 22nd. We're bringing in a guest from Spokane, Washington named Jim Anderson, and he's going to be doing a conf mini conference for the weekend for our students, 6th through 12th grade, and parents for all ages. So if you want to check that out at the Airborne Youth website, it's called High Places. Jim's going to be speaking to our role as believers to be looking at the high places in culture and society and saying absolutely not, not on our watch. So as students, as parents, we want to equip and challenge our families as we press into this. So this is for parents of all ages. Look at the schedule online, a couple different things, 10 bucks a person, really simple, easy, really powerful weekend. And the other one we're looking at is in August, a little further down the line, as we're partnering with YWAM Lancaster to do a week-long evangelism training with our students and students from all over the region to equip our students right before school goes back into session in the fall to just totally equip them to preach the gospel clearly, powerfully, with love and compassion all over. It's going to be phenomenal. So details to come on that in August. Thanks. That's good, Ben. Yeah. I want to give it for Matt Leach. Tell us about young adults. Hey, guys. So, yes, young adult ministry. Uh, 
as Ben mentioned, we, uh, after, the, after they graduate airborne or graduate high school, my wife and I really, it's been on our hearts to start a young adult's ministry. And that specifically is ages 18 to 30 year olds. Back in May or June of 2021, we have unofficially launched this where we just started meeting once a month or every couple of weeks, honestly, just to get to know other young adults in this community here at Life Center or in the Lancaster region or in the Harrisburg region. So that was our big goal for 2021. Now heading into 2022, we wanna do so much more. So as Ben mentioned, Jim Anderson is gonna be with us on Saturday, January 22nd. That's gonna be a night at 7 p.m specifically in the theater. That's gonna be a night just for the young adult community. And he's gonna speak and he has a message just for us. So if your age is 18 to 30 or if you know someone who'd be interested in coming, please invite them to that. That's gonna be our first official event of 2022. And then looking forward, we're gonna have so many more worship nights in the theater, nights where we just gather together and we worship and we pray. And then we're gonna also, so people know going forward, we're gonna have basically two events a month. So you can always be looking forward to or tell young adults for two events per month. So we're so excited for what God's gonna do in the young adult region in 2022. Uh, yes. Oh. Oh, Thomas. Share about. Hey, good morning, hey, everybody. Hey, one of the things that I'm involved in that's not as visible for us on a Sunday morning, I'm the director of our apostolic network called Clear River Network. And this network originally was for pastors, ministry leaders, both nationally, internationally, to be part of an apostolic network in that way. Um, and then two years ago, we launched another network called Clear River Espanol that uh, our dear, my dear friend Edgar and Yadira are faithfully leading uh, similar network for Spanish-speaking pastors primarily on the eastern seaboard. Well, this past year, the Lord spoke to us yet again to launch another segment of our apostolic network, and this one is called Clear River Entrepreneurs Network. So if you are a business leader or an entrepreneur or you have had ideas and you've been wanting to launch something, this network is, is for you. And kind of like our vision and our tagline is Together to Transform. Uh, we believe that this network will be strategic for our community and the impact is going to be exponential for our city. So one of the things, not just that we will be part of something, which will be very key for us, that we will belong to this community of business leaders together to be resourced and to encourage one another. We have needed, business owners have needed encouragement more than ever before in the last two years. And we see that, we recognize that. And I think John told me we have over 100, around 150 business owners in our community alone. Uh, so the, for the past five months, we've been meeting, a few of, uh, of us have been meeting together, praying, um, strategizing, and making plans to launch. So we're going to launch this network uh, during our Life Center conference, end of February. So the Sunday, February 27th, will be our official launch. You're free to share this rumor. It is a true rumor that you can share. Actually, in August, we just started meeting for two weeks. And uh, on a Wednesday night, this guy came from York does not go to Life Center. He said, hey, I heard you're starting a business network. I'm like, how did you find out about this? We haven't even told anybody. He said, I don't go here, but can I be a part of it? Yes, you can. So we know that there's, it's gonna be much more than uh, what we're anticipating. It's gonna be for resource uh, amongst ourselves, but also for outreach. We want to see transformation in our city and we want to engage practically as business owners to see that happen. We also want to be connected to our local and state legislators to have conversation around a table to, be, to have creative solutions for the future. We also have vision to launch a Life Center elementary school that we know we're going to be a part of. So there's that and a lot more in the works. We're excited to be a part of it. We will launch February 27th. Good, Johnny. All right, come on. Yeah. 
Isn't it exciting to be a part of a body that's on the front lines of watching what God's doing in the earth? Come on, it is. Just the things that Chandi was talking about. And one of the ways that we do that around here is you be, we're a part of prayer. Prayer life is the DNA of this house, whether it's a corporate gathering or it's in our personal prayer lives. In Chronicles, it talks about that God's eyes are, are open and his ears are attentive to the prayers in this house and this place, not just corporately, but also this house and this place, our own hearts. So that's why we give opportunities to gather for prayer. So yes, Friday night, come on out. We'll be here kicking off the new year, contending for the things that we believe God is speaking to our hearts for this coming year. And also the prayer room is, yes, it is newly refurnished and we have groups that gather throughout the week. There is a prayer schedule online. We, have, we are in a growing season right now, uh, so we're open to um, other possibilities of people coming in and, grow, and coming as groups, but also it's always open for you to sneak in and get some time by yourself in the prayer room. It's a wonderful place where you can feel the presence of the Lord. And we also have an online uh, community of prayers. We have about 100 people who committed last year to be praying for Life Center, and if that's also online, you can uh, sign up there as well. So another project that's been making online is um, our recorded projects. We have a New Believer series. It's just about ready to come out this month. And then we recorded about 10 messages for new believers. If you have someone in your family that's just recently come to the Lord, it's just fresh content, the basics of what's good to know as, you're, as you begin your walk in the Lord. But our plans for the coming year are to do more recordings so that when you come to this place, because we're all from different walks of life, backgrounds, uh, church experiences. What really is this place about? What do you really believe? And so we ha we're going to be recording some messages about the breadth and depth of the DNA of Life Center. So that's coming up for this year. And last announcement for my part, ladies, March 25th, 26th in there. That last weekend is our next Women's Encounter. So mark your calendars. We're really excited to be getting together. Good. So good. So now, ladies, how about the guys? Give me a hoo guys. Seriously, hoo Seriously. Um, we have a, a deep, rich group of men in this church. In fact, I think they actually outnumber the women. One of the times we had all the men surround the women a few years ago, we had more men in this church than we do women. They're a quiet, powerful, very strong group of people, and I admire all that's going on with you guys. We're going to tap into that. Some of the things that happen when we meet together is it, it, when two or three are gathered in his name, he's in the midst. Isn't that right? So we know it's important to get guys together for any reason. So on February 4th and 5th, mark your calendars, guys. We're going to have a men's weekend, just a Friday night, a Saturday day, Saturday afternoon, get you out by four o'clock. Purpose of this is to do some instruction, encouraging, and strengthening of one another. We have a group of guys that come together, about 20 or less, that come together on Saturday, Friday mornings at six o'clock. If you want to come out, guys, we know things happen when we pray. The real part about this is, isn't it interesting that Jesus, at the top of his form, of course, he's always perfect, but in John 13, he says he knew he had all power had been given into his hands, that he came from God and knew he was going to God. Isn't it amazing? He knew who he was, what his mandate was, and where he was going. This is the prayer we have for our men in this house, that we know our faith, we know who we are in God, that we know how to apply that faith and, and actually walk in it, practice it, and that we also know how to share that faith. We have a mandate to get it out to those around us. We can all, one of the best ways to do this is by gathering together in events, gathering together in small groups, we're going to be doing it this year, and we're going to encourage one another because we know it is powerful to be a man of God. And you don't hear that across the world, but you do hear it here. And how many of that's true today? So true for our small groups. So guys, keep, keep plugging on. We'll keep information coming to you. But we'll be starting this February 4th and 5th time to gather together just for a short Friday night and Saturday. All right. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
that great? That's just a quarter of a glance, right? Martin, January, February, March, I think wouldn't even get beyond that. But it's great. How many people have you ever used those calendars, you know, a year at a glance, quarter at a glance, week at a glance? No, you don't do that? We've got a couple of those calendars. We've got like the hard copy, not digital. The hard copy's up in, I think it's Marcy's office, Brent's office, you know, or it's two years at a glance. And you can write stuff on there and take it off or someone you don't like. No, take their, no, I'm just kidding. Anyhow, but we look at the whole year and you're like, wow, man, as I look at the scriptures, I think God's always got the big picture. And I love planning and looking at, you know, the one-year plan, three to five-year plan, the 10-year plan, the lifetime plan, all right, which is real stressful for some people. But I love looking and love the new, and it's a new year, right? Isn't this exciting? All the things God's going to do among us. But um, just looking at the scriptures, God says he's the big picture God saying big picture statements. You know what I mean? He says, like, I am the light of the world. Like, you can't wrap your mind around, he's the light of the world. Isn't that amazing? He says crazy stuff, and then he says to his disciples, you are the light of the world. I'm like, Really? Really? This will be the light of my living room. This will be the light of my family. <laughs> How about your neighborhood, guys? All right? Well, that's a stretch for us. All right? But it's really true. He says these crazy things. And ever since the beginning of creation of mankind, God prophesies that Jesus would crush Satan's head. Do you remember that in Genesis 3.15? And he shall crush your head is what it says. That's, I don't know how many thousands of years, you know, all the Bible scholars really get out there. But it's a few thousand years in advance. He knows. He sees the big picture. And I think as God's people, I'm praying and praying all the more. God, give us the big picture, the big picture, right? So turn to your neighbor and say, see the big picture, right? <laughs> right? Come on. He says big picture statements like, I came to give you life, the God kind of life. That's just, you can just meditate on that stuff. Like, what are you talking about, right? He says to fishermen in the natural, come and I will follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That is life transforming. It's a bigger picture. Like, you're not just getting, making money because of your trade. Now you're going to change people's lives. That's a big picture statement. Do you agree? Are you with me? That's awesome, man. I love in Habakkuk 2.14, he says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's a pretty big picture statement, isn't it? Like the water's covering the sea. That's like expanding like our mind. I think like, God, I can't, you're thinking a bigger way of thinking. Like it's a different mindset, isn't it? All right? So help us as God's people to see the big picture. He speaks of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's speaking of a God of a generation, and he's the God of another generation. He's the God of the next generation. Isn't that awesome? And we think of like, wow, you know, a few decades or something, but... When he says to Abraham, you'll be a father of many nations, that had to like, I know Charles uses the word blow my mind. It had to blow his mind. Like, what? Father of many nations? Like, I don't have any kids. Like, what are we talking about here? Really? <laughs> I don't have multiple wives. We have, you know, isn't that nuts? But he said, you'd be like, it had to increase his vision. Like, oh, there's a whole vision of my life to come here. Isn't that awesome? I thought like, Wow. And these, these things are in the Bible for our example, so we read them and are encouraged. Or we read them and we learn from them, we don't use them as an excuse. Do you know what I mean? It's like this, the whole story of Joseph. He's sold by his brothers. Like, what a horrible, he has a vision, a picture. This is what my life's going to be. He's sold into slavery, suffers unjustly, you know, goes and ends up with Potiphar, and then Potiphar's wife accuses him wrongly, ends up in prison. But it gets to the end of this, and he gets it. And I can say that word, when people get it, you know, we say that today, do you get it? You get it, you see the picture. You see the bigger picture. Does that make sense? Okay, and I love what he says in Joseph. He gets to this part in, I think it's the Genesis 45, and he says, ah, I see now that God had sent me to Egypt to preserve your lives. He got it. He didn't stay in bitterness. He didn't stay in unforgiveness. He got the big picture like, oh, this is the whole purpose I'm here. Do you know what I mean? It was a whole 
horrible way to get here, <laughs> you know, but I'm here. I think like how many other examples are in the Bible of seeing the big picture or not seeing the big picture, okay? Like Samson, you know, Samson was the dude, wasn't he? He was like Dwayne Johnson, the rock of their era, wasn't he? He had to be like a monster person like that. He had it together. He's invincible, yet he gets completely caught up by the lust of his eyes, the lust of his flesh. He gets devoured by Delilah. And I thought, I read those and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get stuck in the temporal the temporary scene where I get stuck in my walk with the Lord. Does that make sense? Or I fall into a ditch and I can't get out because I'm such a dumb person or not a smart person, right? <laughs> like, you blew it. And I don't think Samson really, I mean, he did some destruction to the enemy, but I don't think he fulfilled the full potential that God had for his life. What if he tracked? What else would have happened that would have been in our Bibles? You know, being like crazy, isn't it? Isn't that awesome? I think about this, and I think like the, the prophet Elisha. You guys know the story? Elisha has a servant, Gehazal, and in Aram, this evil uh, king comes and says, we're going to capture Elisha, get him. So the, the servant, uh, Elisha's servant, wakes up early in the morning, comes out and sees the whole place surrounded, and he's freaked out of his mind, and he calls Elisha, and Elisha gets to him and says, look, God, and he stops and prays. I think it's in 2 Kings 6, and he says, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. Why am I saying this? Because he began to see the bigger picture. He began to see what is beyond the natural, seeing what's happening in the spirit. My prayer is all the time, God, give us the big picture, all right? Don't just give us a year at a glance. Give us the 10 years at a glance so we know when we sense what you're doing. Isn't that awesome? Come on. <laughs> I love when you talk to someone who's experienced what you're experiencing currently. Have you ever done that? You're in a battle and you're like, oh, that person won this battle. I'm going to go talk to them and see how they did it. Did you ever do that? We do, we, it happens here all the time. We have people calling in, hey, I'm suffering, I'm fighting this, this uh, diagnosis of cancer. I want to pray, for, pray with someone. I know someone, someone got healed by this cancer. We need to connect to them. Isn't that powerful? But I remember at a young, as a young teenager, I was lying in a hospital bed, completely mangled. My body's all smashed up. My leg was messed up. And I remember like dealing like, I'm going to be here forever. And I'm 8, 17 years old, and they, you know, I don't know if you know about traction. I've got like a pin through my leg. My leg's pulled back by weights. My arm is hung up. I can't get out of the bed for months. And I remember this orthopedic surgeon coming in every week and saying, man, next year when you're swimming, when you're playing tennis, when you're playing basketball, and he acted like I'm healed already. It was changed my life, guys. I was sitting there day after day like, I'm dying. Give me another shot of painkiller, you know? I'm like, this guy would come in and go, hey, man, when you're playing basketball next year, I'm like, oh, you know, he gave me vision, gave me hope. He had seen tons of people get fixed, is what they did. Fix my body. They made an elbow. They're like, you're going to be great. You're going to be stronger. Actually, some of those bones will be stronger once they're healed. It's like they're welded together. I was like, all right, I can take that, you know? And actually, I became a better athlete afterwards. Anyway, just a little side note. But it gave encouragement. Does that make sense? So when you talk to someone who's been the experience, what you've experienced, I think this is really important we do this. And I know that um, I mentioned this first service some. About six months ago, we were sitting having dinner with Marcy's parents, my in-laws, who came to this church in 84, 85, because they wanted more of the Holy Spirit, which is really good in-laws to have, because I love God, you know, and now we have a house together, which is amazing, been really gracious for the last few years. And uh, they began to talk about when they were in the 40s, because they're 81, 82, anyhow, and they talked about in the 40s, they were the pandemic of the, of the um, uh, scarlet fever, which is not comparable. I know I've talked to people like, you can't compare that to the, today's situation. However, what I want to do is alleviate the fear. When we talk to them, their 81-year-olds going like, oh, we're, you know, we had signs in our yard and we had like pictures and, and we had a sign in our doorway. Don't, you know, no entrance, quarantine. And I, I was shocked. I was like, you did this? You experienced this? I said, oh, yes. What it did, it gave me hope and it gave them hope. Like, we have been through some battles, folks. Now, whether you compare them or not righteously, I don't care. What I'm going to do is alleviate the fear. They weren't in fear. 
They weren't walking around like, oh, we're gonna, we can't, let's, oh. they were like, we're going to be okay, okay? And if we die, we're going to die in faith. We're going to believe the Lord. Does that make sense? Did they get vaccinated? Yes, they're 81. They have pre-existing conditions. They are using, they believe the wisdom of God. Whether you agree with that or not, that's the way it is, all right? I was taking notes. I'm like, this is good. <laughs> like, I love to hear these stories, right? And encourage me because they were down the road longer than me. Like, hey, all right. It was so refreshing to hear them like, we're going to stay the course, all right? Isn't that good? Come on, it's really good. I thought, ah, seeing the big picture. It's important in so many areas, guys. You know that? I mean, people see the big picture and they discuss it in business and, 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 and you know, economics and, and government, military. The, the seeing the big picture is huge. If you look at all the wars and the years of wars, military strategy is all about seeing the big picture. What's happening? Who's doing this? And who's going there? It's amazing, all right? But help us to see it, all right? Help us to, when we see the big picture, I believe it helps us it affects our decisions that I make every day in the little tiny things. Does that make sense? So if I see the big picture, I'm not freaked out by a certain circumstance that's happening right now. Do you understand? Or overwhelmed because I can see the big picture. It's like, <laughs> it's like there's families I know that are here in the church saying, I know the big picture is to raise godly family. I want to raise, raise godly children that shine like light, change the world. And I thought, yep, that's a good big picture to get. So when they're changing the diaper or feeding that child at 3 a.m., they're like, all right, I'm okay. <laughs> They're not losing their mind, all right? We had some moments with four kids under six years old at one time. We're like, ah, ah, my brain is jelly. I can't think. You know, you're like, no, big picture. <laughs> Help us, God, to see the big picture. Now, that's really simple, but it gives you an example. Are you with me? Come on, it really, really helps. And I thought, I've talked to some families in this church. I remember specifically two families that I know very well that are part of this church that said, one of the part of our big picture is to raise our family at Life Center. We've moved here, we're a part of this place, and we've had opportunities to go and move somewhere else to advance our careers, and we said no. Why? Because the big picture for us, one of the parts of the big picture for us, was to raise our family in the presence of God. Isn't that awesome? Hey, thank you, Rod and Angela Campbell. Thank you. Vinny and Stephanie Sikor. Thank you. I know there's multiple people. I know that you've probably agreed on the uh, same thing. That's a powerful thing to do. Like, I'm going to do this, and I could advance, you know what I mean? <laughs> I could gain the world, but if I lose my soul, I don't know if that's a good exchange, all right? <laughs> Makes you think and put those things in perspective. Like, that's a big picture statement, isn't it? You're going to gain it all and lose your soul. You don't want to do that or forfeit or whatever you want to say. I thought, <gasps> but I remember Rod talking about it years ago. I've had an opportunity to do this and do this and this. I'm going to stay here. I thought, ah, oh, that's amazing. Isn't that awesome? So thankful. Thank you guys again. <laughs> Powerful, man. And <laughs> thought, ah, you know. And one of the things we've contended for decades here, I can say that now, <laughs> decades we've contended that this would be one of the zillions of things. One of them is that we'd be a multi-generational church. And you guys have heard me say this before. And we actually do have gener different generations. We've got people in their 90s, people in their 80s, mid-80s, late 80s, early 80s. We've got people in their 70s. We've got people in their 60s and 50s and 40s. That's unusual. Why am I saying that? Because we've prayed for it and contended for it. It's unusual in this kind of culture because lots of, it's, it's not as unusual in, in traditional culture or traditional churches because, you know, I went there, my grandmother went there, my great-grandmother went there, you know, and it stays the same. But we're in a church where we're always going after what's God doing currently, which could be unsettling to an 89-year-old or an 85-year-old. Like, can we just sing the same song we sang two years ago? Like, we never do that. <laughs> like, isn't that amazing? And we think of that, like, ah, and I think, like, okay, there's a number of families that have been here going on three decades, four decades now, and we think, like, wow, isn't that amazing? 
And you think like, hmm, decades, you know? And we even think in decades, don't we? We think of the 50s and we think of Elvis or whatever you think in the 50s, you know, your drive-up food place, you know? And I, I, you know, wasn't born in the 50s. Or you think of the 60s and you think of, you know, the, the Vietnam War or the, the Beatles or you name it. When you think of a decade, you instantly get things in, things in mind, whether it's the government or, you know, politics or the pop culture, the music, whatever it would be, the 70s, you know, of the, of the crazy Nixon administration is what I always think about. I was a little kid going like, wow, our president's crazy, you know, whatever it happened. <laughs> or the classic rock, or you get to the 80s with the big hair and the bad music, you know. All the 80s people going like, wait a minute, Brian. Wait a minute, that's good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, MTV. They're going to tell us what to think when we hear music. Really, really? You're going to give me a video. This is what I'm supposed to meditate upon? Challenge me, help me, Holy Spirit. Anyhow, I wasn't even saved. Anyhow, so the 90s, whatever, and beyond. But you think of all these images when you think of decades, and I think, like, wow, we think in decades. Isn't it great? Yeah, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> but we think in decades, and we think like it's a big deal. But I saw this movie, Dune, not too long ago. Anybody see the movie, Dune? It's crazy sci-fi. Anyhow, it's out there. Anyhow, if you read the book when yeah, we read the book, hey. It's a great movie, but this one line in there I got stuck on, and they said it's really good. Our plans are measured in centuries. And I went, oh, I just like missed the next 10 minutes of the movie. I'm like, centuries. They think in centuries. Like, what is wrong with us? Of the people of God, we need to think in centuries beyond our lifetime. Do you know what I mean? And we're thinking in decades, like, wow, I've been here three decades. Whoopty, whoopty, whoopty. How about a thousand years? You know what I mean? Do you understand? God is so much bigger thinking, you know? He can do everything more than we can ask or imagine and pray and ask for. Like, he does it beyond all that. That's amazing, isn't it? We pray the most craziest prayers, and he's like, that's nothing. You really want to see something? Like, watch out. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> like, like, how much more we see the big picture? We want to see the big picture so we don't get stuck, okay? We don't get stuck in a battle or injured because we can get injured along the way, hurt by somebody, hurt in a breakage of a relationship. Okay, injured with sickness, disease, whatever it is. We don't want to get stuck there. We want to see the big picture and keep going on. All right? Are you with me? Seeing the big picture, it helps me make the daily choices every day. Helps me stay in the fight, okay? I'm not going to lose, all right? I'm not minimizing loss. In the last 24 or 36 months, we've had people have experienced loss in our community of life center. But I don't want to get stuck there because there's beyond that God has for every one of us. And he'll use even the horrible things to bring life. Do you know that? I'm speaking from experience. My mom died at 18 years old and I was just wrecked. And everybody's getting gloriously saved in my family. And I'm like, where's Jesus in all this? I was angry. I'm telling you, I was just like, what is wrong? Like the whole world should stop. You know, and nothing stopped. Everything kept going. Now, <laughs> the good news is all six kids got radically saved. They're filled with the Holy Spirit and are being used in churches currently. Isn't that a good thing? So it's a good seed that died in faith, believing God. But at the time, I'm like, oh, everything has to stop. So we know there's suffering. We know there's loss. We don't negate that, but we don't want to stop our lives. We're going to, we're going to keep going forward. Amen? Come on. I mean, especially in our culture right now, like where everything is, oh, no, don't be in fear. Come on. Why? Because we have the God of hope living in us, as Ben said, the God of hope, the God of all hope, all right? And hope is one of the most powerful things, right? <laughs> Keeps us from living in despair, all right? It allows us to live in, I say, an anticipation and an expectation that Christ intervenes and uses all things for his glory. Amen? Come on. It's so important that we don't get stuck in our circumstances, but we continually ask God for the grace, for the grace to, like, to take our eyes off our circumstances and, and really Focus on him, he who is bigger and who's creating and drawing something way bigger in Christ. Does that make sense to you? Come on, God, help us to see the bigger picture, right? 
Well, we just celebrated the story of, of Joseph and Mary. Different guys preached about it here. Joseph could have gotten stuck momentarily, maybe paralyzed. Like, she's pregnant? I gotta put her away quietly. But he has an encounter in a dream with an angel, and he receives the word and says, okay, we're gonna do it this way. How many people have received a word in a dream by an angel? And you're like, yep, that's what I'm doing. People around you are gonna be like, hey, really? <laughs> Wanna get a few more confirmations on this? <laughs> Three, <laughs> prophets prophesy. But it's amazing that he does this. I'm thinking like, God, you're such a big picture person. Isn't that awesome? At the last week at the, um, the end of worship, I don't know if you guys were here, but Mike Humphrey went up to close, and it was probably, it was a very powerful moment. Johnny jumped in the part of the second service, and he started praying that God would open our eyes. And I thought, oh, this thing's burning in me that we, our eyes would be open to the bigger picture in this season, in this year, okay? God, open our eyes. But he kept, we just hung out there. Do you remember that? There was just a pause in the worship, and he said, God, open our eyes, open our eyes, open our eyes. I thought, this is so very powerful that we do this. God knows the number of hairs on our head, but he sees the big picture, and he cares about what's going on in our lives. You know that? Come on. He says, don't sweat the small stuff. That's what's so amazing. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things are going to be added to you. You'll be taken care of, you'll be fed, you'll be clothed, you'll have a place to live in. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't mean I don't make a grocery list before they grow the grocery straw. I'd be an idiot. I'll just fill up the cart. Like, I'm hungry. And I don't even know. I make a plan. Does that make sense? I'm still responsible, but I'm not getting stuck in the details. But it's important. The details are really important, which is a whole other you know, sermon. Anyhow, <laughs> seeing the big picture help us to keep them. When we see the big picture, it helps us to keep the main thing the main thing. Do you guys know that? Come on, the lawyer asked Jesus, what's the, biggest, what's the biggest commandment of all the laws? And he goes, here it is, folks. And you guys all know this. Love the Lord your God with all your what? Your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And he said, the second is like unto that. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is the biggie. Okay, I know you're like, here we are in 22. And maybe you signed up for a gym membership and hopefully you make it beyond the Super Bowl weekend. And maybe you started a new diet and you make it beyond the Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> maybe you, whatever, you made plans and this is new in 22. We're gonna do amazing things. Make loving the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Let that be your goal this year, okay? And love your neighbors, like love them. Don't beat them up on, on Facebook. Don't beat them up or be mean to them if they blow their, their leaves in your yard. Love them, Okay practically love people around us. We have the most opportunity to do it. The God of all hope, we can give people hope that are in a hopeless situations or feel like they are anyhow. Isn't it amazing? Come on. <laughs> I love what Jesus says in Mark. This is another big picture statement. We're almost done, all right? Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross and follow me. Lots of crosses and different crosses. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for me and the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and forfeit their soul? And I thought, ah, oh, man, God, I know. Jeremiah 29, 11, you know that you know. God's plans for you are to prosper you this year. He has plans of hope and a future for your life. You're like, well, that's just a scripture. Yeah, it's the word of God, the living word of God, all right? <laughs> Receive it today. I don't care what your circumstances are at right now. I do care, but I don't want you to get stuck there, <laughs> all right? Your circumstances don't dictate your life. Come on, are you with me? And lots of guys would have been given up in war and battles over and over again if they decided on what was happening momentarily. We're not going to do that, all right? Come on. <laughs> we have the Spirit of God. That's what I love in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. A lot of people say it and quote it, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has entered into the heart of man, you know, or, you know what, would, what God would do. Do you know that? But it goes to verse 12 as the, the clincher. And he says, but we, we have the Spirit of the living God so that we might see 
what the Spirit of God is doing. We might hear what the Spirit of God is saying. We might understand with our hearts what the Spirit of God is doing. Does it make sense? He doesn't want us to be like, we don't know what's happening. No, we do know what's happening, okay? The living God will lead us and guide us into all the truth. He will show us things to come. That's the Holy Spirit's job. It's really great. It's not mine. It's his. <laughs> I just want to hear and follow and obey and honor <laughs> and worship and do whatever. So make those the biggies. Do we want to see amazing things happen in 22? I am so, I am more excited than ever. Charles said it, man. We're going to see more healings. He said it a couple Sundays ago. So we're going to see more healings, more deliverances, more people get saved, more life transformations than ever before, starting with us. <laughs> That's the good news. Amen. Well, come on. Let's all stand. We're going to worship. This song we sang at the end, Resurrender, is such a great song to start off the new year. These guys learned it specifically for today as we'd end this meeting and we could really just dedicate ourselves and re-surrender our lives. I told the first service I re-surrender many times a day when I'm not a smart person and then there's other times it's once a day or once a week, but no better time to do it on the first Sunday of the year here this morning. God, we re-surrender. We need to re-surrender. Amen. And we'll have some of the staff pray. So stay together. We're still at good times. Is that all right? Let's worship. Come on, guys. Thanks.
friends or somebody grab a hand or lay a hand on a shoulder. God, we pray right now. Come on, we're gonna take a few moments of asking the staff to come and pray over us this morning. Is that okay? Come on, get a few more minutes. God, we thank you. We re-surrender, come on, to your plans, your purposes for our lives, our families, our businesses, God, for this year of 2022, that God, you would do what you wanna do in our midst, God. God, as we sang in the song, we yield to you. Come on, anew as you restore. God, bring restoration to all that needs restored in our lives and through our lives. God, make us holy. Come on, fill us with our lives and fill us with your Holy Spirit, our lives with your Spirit, that you would flow through us, live through us, God. Come on, God, we thank you for what you do in our midst. Father, we do cry out for a grace to live holy lives, clean hands and pure hearts before you and a holy boldness would erupt from this place because our confidence would be in you that we would forget what lies behind and we'd press in to lay hold of what Christ has laid hold for us, both personally in our lives and as a corporate body here at Life Center. I cry out, Father, that we would have eyes to see the new in 22, Father, the new bursting forth in what seems to be dead or broken or, or over God, that you would give us eyes to see where you are moving in every circumstance, every situation, every loved one, every place of influence in our lives. In Jesus' name. Yeah, God, I want to just declare breakthrough for families, for homes, God, for businesses this year. God, we just release a grace for wisdom, God, and just like this precision in the way we do our lives, God, that there would be breakthrough that would come as we surrender, God, every part of our lives and say, God, it's all for you, God. We pray a blessing to come on every sacrifice, God, on every life laid down, God, that there would be breakthrough that would come on things that have gotten to be so impossible or feel impossible, God. We pray you'd break through this year, God. We declare, God, a success for plans and entrepreneurs and different things that are that are stirring in spirits, God. I pray break through this year in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on. Thank Come you, Lord, God. We thank you for Life Center and every family that's represented here. I declare over the perimeter of this property for 2022 that this is a sanctuary unto the Lord, a safe place and a refuge for those who are in need. And I pray that over your property lines, your homes, your houses where you live, that you will be outposts wherever you live for the city and for your neighborhood. Places of refuge, places of safety, places of hope, comfort and joy. And you, I pray over you, over us, that may we be like Joshua and Caleb, who, who walked into a land where giants and evil was roaming the land, and they came back with the report of the Lord. So no matter what shakes down around us, we will continue, like Brian said, we will continue to see like the Lord sees. We will continue to hear the report of the Lord. And I pray over you, Psalm 91. Here's what it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my God and my fortress in him. I will trust in Jesus' name. God, we just pray right now. We pray for divine protection. Come on, John. God, we pray for divine protection over homes. Come on. They'd be in the shadow of the Almighty. God, be, be covered in your life. Over your, your life would cover our lives, God. 
God, we pray for divine health. Come on. We pray for those who've been contending in a place of, of, of weakened state, God, contending with sickness and disease. God, we pray for health and healing. Come on. For every part of this community of believers, God, we'd be under this divine health, divine healing, God. From the babies to the, to the seniors, God, we pray you'd cover this house in Jesus' name. So, Father, in all this, we cry out for courage. Come, we pray as we lay hands on one another. We pray for courage in every household, courage in every workplace, courage as we are with our families and our extended families, with our friendships. God, give us the spirit of courage in all that we do. Clothe us in humility. God, we cry out for a humbleness that brings entrance into men's hearts, into our friends, our loved ones, even our enemies. God, we pray we would be clothed in humility that we would not love our life unto death, God. We would give our lives away. God, we cry out for an increase of faith in our lives. Trust in you. We believe you. We believe in you. We believe with you. We're part of you, God. We're part of the answer to every problem we face. God, we cry out for an increase of love, always more than enough in our lives, in our households, within our hand, within our reach, within our sphere. Always more than enough love, God, we pray. And grace, give us the power of forgiveness as we are forgiven. Help us to forgive those around us. Turning the tables of the enemy over on top of him and bringing your kingdom to bear in men's lives. God, we cry out. Let this be our, our cry to you. In Christ's name we pray. God, we just pray. I just pray right now that we would take God out of the box. <laughs> I just heard that, just take me out of the box. Do you even know what I'm capable of? Can you see what I can do? So God, we remove any limitation we've ever placed upon you. God, and we see this new year with no limitations, no boundaries, God, that there is so much more that you have in store for your church and your body, Father God, that we step into it with full expectation and understanding that you can do far above what we could ever ask or imagine, God. So God, would you take the limits off? Take the blinders off, God. We see you clearly. We see you holy. We see you perfectly, God. And we walk in line with who you are. God, let every word that came against us in the past two years fall to the side, God. We stand in confidence today, in confidence in who you are, in and through us, Jesus. Give us the boldness and the courage, as John was saying, to be who you've created us to be, God, for such a time as this, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand? Yeah. Woo. So good. And may the Lord bless you, keep you, make His face shine upon you. Go shine like the sun. Amen. All week. We'll see you Friday night. Have a lot more of this. Amen. Worship and prayer. So have a great week. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. <laughs>